Take that orchestra down, 646-8255-877-615-1500. Mike, go ahead. Hi, Joe. I think what's uh, frustrating the general public is that the transparency that the uh, mayor wants to talk about isn't complete and it isn't reciprocal to both sides. For example, if prior to releasing that video, if he said, here's what the police know. They know that there was a reported shooting of gunfire in the air by a person, just happens to be a color, but then they also describe his clothing, clothing right down to his skivvies as to who this person is, mm-hmm. and lead the people up to that, they will understand it. But what they do is they kowtow to the activists and let them have just their cherry-picked, you know, here's the video. Well, yeah, the video of itself doesn't look so good. Put it in its entirety. The fact that they came upon a call, they found this guy there, and the second he gets up and runs, that only supports their belief that this might be the suspect. Mm-hmm. All right, thank so, you. Thank you. One other thing. Yeah. One other thing. I am friends with uh, Chief Correspondent Kelsey. Yes. And I'm more than happy to call him by his new acronym. All right. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) You know, Tom, who sent me the earlier email showing me uh, video, he uh, emails again and says, Joe, the point in the footage I emailed you would be 343773 of the enhanced video. You can clearly see him turn with the gun and the pedestrian at the open car door just ahead of him. If the cops waited until he was at the car civilian, they could have had a big problem. Okay, I'm, Tom, you have me at a disadvantage. I'm looking at that right now. It, but this isn't video that Tom took. Is, is Tom, were you in the neighborhood? No, this was the analyzed video that he has. And further up in the alleyway, yeah. there is a car yep. with an open door. Right. And I'm I'm not sure what Tom was trying to... So he, the suspicion might be that... Uh, Maybe there was a Levins hot- could have reached that uh, car and maybe seen it as his uh, means of escape or something. Oh, uh, yes, Tom's showing great uh, license here with saying he would have had a hostage situation. I don't know what a Blevins intense intent would have yeah, been. Yeah, that that might be a stretch to say that he was going to take a hostage. He was just trying to get away from the cops, not. But why? A- why? He wasn't wanted for anything. He was uh, currently uh, free and clear of warrants. Okay, well, leads the- me to wonder what the role the gin played, because that's a that's an evil. Oh, that record. was with the original call. Yeah, gin can really mess you up, and it hits fast. Yep. So if he if he and did indeed did have a, a bottle of gin or was using it earlier when the original call was made. I don't know what his blood alcohol content When we was. came back uh, prior to the top of the hour, uh, you had uh, audio of an activist, a woman. Would, yes, would Sydney play, Brown. Would you play that again? Uh, uh, give me a minute here. Because it'll help set up the next paragraph. Uh, I got to go back. Okay. Give me a second. Well, th- the point being that the left is doing a tremendous disservice to black people. We've talked about this before. We're seeing it in the schools with these uh, preposterously altered discipline dynamics where poor behavior by a black child is now uh, the result of systemic inequity. As a, uh, it, What are you doing? You're doing a disservice to the child. You are saying to the child, you are less than. We expect less of you. The left is doing you a disservice. It's the same in this situation. There's not 
any plausible reason any rational person could come up with to excuse Thurman Blevins of his behavior. Here, just listen here. Uh, here we go. Three, two, one. Or there will be further consequences. And that is all we have to say. Mike Freeman, you better think long and hard in regards to prosecuting these officers. Because if you don't... I'll let you finish that. Okay. In other, in other words, the only justice that is going to be found suitable by this particular activist mindset is the arrest and conviction of the two officers. Okay, then you're setting up a scenario or you're setting up a future where you might as well not have police then. Might as well not have them. What, what else were these guys supposed to do? And to continue with this entitlement mentality that I behave this way because of past injustices to my race mm-hmm. doesn't work because we'll never get anywhere. I think the left does a, a tremendous, tremendous disservice, particularly to kids in schools. Well, that's okay, Willie, that you broke that window. That's because... Uh, we're white people, and you have every reason in the world to break the window. B as in B, S as in S. You just told Willie he's not he's not worthy of upholding uh, civic behavior. It's it's just a it's a tremendous disservice, tremendous disservice. Do you want to hear more of this from this young lady? Yeah, sure. Sydney Brown. I'm not sure what her relationship is, if just friend of the family or or blood relative. Okay. But. Can you talk about what the, the family is hurt? The family is devastated. We knew everything was going to play out exactly the way it played out. We were prepared. We are not. I don't want. I don't want the media in the world to think that we are angry. We're not angry. We're more so disgusted. We're disgusted by the leaders of the world. We're disgusted by the leaders of Minneapolis and Minnesota. And at the end of the day. We want the cops arrested within the next 48 hours. Why? And prosecuted to the fullest degree of the law because this was murder. Mike Freeman didn't say anything. All right, that's Nothing enough. Nothing was said. That's, that's enough. I, 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 she continues to rest my case. But she says they should be prosecuted to the fullest extent of the law. What law was broken? What law did the cops break? Well... What's her name again? Sydney? Uh Sydney Brown. Sydney Brown, then then you think it's perfectly acceptable for people to run around town with a gun and draw it around your body and point it back at the police officers. You find you you find that to be acceptable. What other conclusion can you draw from her remarks? What's this guy's name? This Rick? is Rick. Hi, Rick. Hey, Joe, how you doing? Good. Yeah, I just wanted to mention, you know, as a retired cop, when those guys come across someone with a gun, they, they can't just drive away like some of these people saying they, they should. Just like if it was a domestic and people are fighting, they can't just, they can't drive away. And if a guy's got seven felonies, he probably would have been arrested. That's probably why he ran. 
No, he he. I I think he was. Well, he would he would be illegal on the gun. Other than that, I don't think he had anything outstanding. No, but I think you're also going to find from the sources I've spoken to. I can't mention that he fired fired around back towards the police and hit the ground. I think you're going to see that come out. All right, thank you. Yep. Uh, you know, Mike Free, uh, Mike Freeman is not a, a dyed-in-the-wool, uh, rock-ribbed conservative Republican, by the way. I, I don't know if that, I don't know if they know that. Because... I, I don't want to introduce political ideology, but you, you, you can count on Freeman to have prosecuted those officers if he thought they had violated the law. Right. They didn't. Right, by looking at that video. It's terrible. It's, it's the Wild West. It's, it's crazy in the, and the yelling and the, it's just, it's horrible. I, well, I get that. Also during that press conference. Um, I'm talking about the video of the shooting. Right, but they had suggested that the, uh, the audio has been altered. Uh, the, the video shows what it shows. The audio uh, between the shouting left and right, you could hear everything. Uh, there's That's no, why we're not even playing it. You have to bleep out half the thing. Right, it's not like Morse code. Yeah. All right, just a moment. All right. man who has never had a relationship with a tree, Joe Sushiro. You know, the activists are saying this could have been avoidable. The death of Thurman uh, Blevins could have been avoidable. But by that, they mean only if the police officers hadn't used their weapons. Wouldn't it be a more helpful message to say this was avoidable if only Thurman had followed the uh, commands of the officer? If only he had decided to engage in his social contract. If only he didn't run, this would have been avoidable. And the activists could say to every male in Minneapolis, white, red, brown, black, blue, pink, everybody should follow the uh, requests of a police officer. They're only out there to keep the peace. Many emailers are speculating that Blevins ran because of, uh, uh, a felon cannot be in possession of a handgun, and that might have got him sent to prison. But he would he'd be alive if he had just stood there and said, Damn it! I got my gun in my pants. I was, I was really stupid today. Uh, you stupid. got me. You got me. Here's my my hands are way up in the air. Here but, they are. Okay, but that's that's what we talked about. As a result of his, it's unfortunate that he is no longer with us. But as a result of his bad decisions, that's how he got into that situation. Mm-hmm. Whether it was firing the gun before, running from the police officers when he knows that he has a a a nine millimeter handgun and he's a convicted felon. He knew he was doing wrong. That's why he ran. And much of the activist voice is directed at white people saying, you cannot understand. You cannot identify with the, uh, with the fear uh, and terror we experience at the hands of the police. Cause you haven't been there cause you're white. Well, no, there's, there's a big difference. I, I'm not going to uh, stand on the corner with a handgun Uh, on the off chance that I did and was approached by a policeman or a police woman, I'm going to do whatever they ask me to do or tell me to do. What's where's the identity problem there? How is it hard to identify with behavior, correct behavior? How's that hard to 
How's that hard? That that shouldn't separate the races. Fulfilling your civic obligation, fulfilling your social contract should have nothing to do with the color of your skin. Nothing. But this is where the left has done a disservice. Thurman Blevins is what? He's 30. He's a young guy. He probably came up in the height of the uh, uh, the idea that you're not responsible for your behavior, Thurman. This It's... it's uh, 200 years of systemic racism in this country have resulted in you uh, being uh, completely vulnerable in the eyes of the police. B as in B, S as in S. It's just absolutely not able to be demonstrated that that's true. He should be as thoroughly expected to, to behave as you or me. And by, by suggesting that no, he's not, he should somehow have that relieved from him, alleviated, then you are, you are essentially saying that he's, he's less than. That's the disservice the left has done. You are less than because they're constantly making excuses and they're constantly feeding this entitlement machine. They're constantly feeding the enabling machine and all you're doing is a disservice. So we if, need Thurman a, a Blevins, break. if Thurman Blevins had been raised, and I don't know how he was raised, uh, uh, but I'm, I'm, I can only speculate that he wasn't raised with parents saying, you have every reason in the world to behave as well as anyone else in this city. No excuses. I don't want to hear you getting in trouble or whining about you think the cops are unfair. You have every reason in the world to behave as exactly like anyone else and do exactly what the police tell you. And, and you shouldn't have any interaction with cops. You, well, ideally. All right, live your life and, and not having any interaction completely uh, secures that attitude. Kelly. Hello, I see you, Joe. Hello. Everything that happened has brought on. Hello, Jerry, are you there? Yes. Okay. Everything that was uh, brought on was brought on by this guy. You shoot a gun off, okay, and you're not even bright enough to leave the scene of it. The cops show up where you're shooting the gun off, and then you take off running. Mm-hmm. The cops have no choice. They have no choice at all. Hey, they appeared not to have, uh, especially when you watch the enhanced video. And I just want to say one more thing. Someone has got to hold these people accountable. As far as the people that are saying that these cops are in trouble or they should be in trouble, I want to hear what their answer is. They don't what, have any. What were they to do? Right, all right. Thank you. They don't have an answer. They don't have an answer. They don't have an answer. Say on a brighter note, uh, our GL uh, demo derby driver, Matt, uh, he took second out of 19 cars yesterday at the Anoka Demo Derby. Uh, he should have won, but he had a beef with the officials. Uh, he attached a couple of pictures of the car. I think Reavers has posted it to the website. And unbelievably enough, when you see the pictures, the car still runs and drives, and he'll be bringing it to the Washington County Fair this Saturday. <laughs> Matt, the official Garage Logic Demo Derby car driver. I, I don't know how that car can run after looking at the current pictures he just provided. Clarence. Hey, Joe, remember the South Dakota, I don't know if he's a senator or a representative, or but he drove through a stop sign and on purpose and then killed somebody? I do remember. That was a blatant disregard of the law. Right. And he had to suffer the consequences of it. Right. Poor judgment, poor every all around, and, a bad, and it ended up you know, hurting somebody, killing somebody. Yeah. And these young people that are messing with guns, they're doing the same thing. All right, Clarence, thank you. Yeah. 
I hope that uh, I'm sure there are protests being planned for the remainder of the week. I, yes. I hope I hope they're peaceful. I I hope people come to their senses and and realize that you had a situation here where it's it was a no-win situation. And and if you really believe the coppers should not have uh, approached Blevins or approached him in a what a more charitable, calmer manner. They couldn't. He took off. He took off. He made. He had made his decision. And they clearly knew uh, that he had a gun. They clearly knew it. So Bill Janklow was the uh, yeah South Dakota congressman and former South Dakota governor, and that was two thousand nine. Yeah, did he wipe out a motorcyclist? Yes, it was on you know a rural intersection. Randy Scott was the uh, the motorcyclist. Yeah, it was a rural Jankel's. intersection. What does it say there? What his uh, sentence uh, was? Uh, police. Okay, he was going seventy five and a fifty five. Mm-hmm. Um, does not say he had a history of speeding and had obtained numerous tickets. Doesn't say what his uh, situation. What is it? He wasn't fulfilling his social contract. Was well, he? he was not either. He w- he made his decision to go fast. Yeah. and he killed a guy. We're going to be back shortly, but now thanks to our great friends in Owatonna, Minnesota, at Federated Insurance, where it's their business to protect your business, and nobody does that better than Federated. It's Bruce Vale from the Wall Street Journal and Your Money Now. We are looking at a down day in the stock market to start the week. Some weakness in the tech sector once again weighing on the broader market with the Dow Jones Industrial Average down 123 points. The NASDAQ Composite is off 105 and the S&P 500 is down 16. Pending home sales rose nine-tenths of a percent in June, but the sales level was lower than year-ago levels for the sixth month in a row, as demand continues to overwhelm supply. The National Association of Realtors said pending sales jumped 1.4% in the Northeast, but were up just a half percent in the Midwest. Changes are coming at Harley-Davidson. The motorcycle maker said it will add smaller, more versatile bikes to its lineup, as it tries to attract the younger riders it needs to grow sales. Harley's U.S. sales were down more than 6% in the second quarter. The company will introduce a line of middleweight motorcycles starting in 2020, including its first attempt at a so-called adventure bike that can be used on streets as well as unpaved trails. The company said an electric motorcycle that is in the planning stages is on course to be released next year. I'm Bruce Vale with your money now on 1500 ESPN. Well, let's hope for some better news next hour, huh? We'll work on it. All right. Thank you very much, Bruce. We'll talk to you in one hour. 3M Championship just around the corner. The Champions Tour returns for one final 3M Championship at TPC Twin Cities this week. Players are going to tee off Friday in this free event. Yeah, that's right. You get in for free. It's a great place to watch. Some of the heroes you've watched over the years. The Greats of Golf Challenge is also back Saturday with autograph sessions before the Greats tee off as the uh, as the last four groups. Also, 1500 ESPN will be brought Broadcasting live throughout the weekend from the Expo Tent. And you can get more details at 1500ESPN.com. Commencing Garage Logic Segment number 8. Here's Chris Reavers in the newsroom. Thank you, Joe. Sunshine and now 85 degrees. Uh, the twins, oof. They did win the first one. Oh, you're cooling me down here now. In Boston now, but they dropped the last three. Uh, yesterday, it was a 3 to nothing shutout loss. Uh, Twins ace Jose Barrios, he started the game, but 
he did not make it out of the fifth inning. Um, he wasn't helped out, though, by a home plate umpire, Doug Eddings. Um, he was hostile towards uh, both teams during the game. Uh, newly acquired Boston starter Nathan Eovaldi, he went seven innings, allowing just four uh, hits and striking out five. The Twins return home to host first place Cleveland tonight. Irvin Santana will start, and uh, he will start opposite Shane Bieber for the Tribe. First pitch tonight from Target Field is at 710. Uh, this upcoming weekend is the 2018 3M Championship at the TCP Twin Cities. The first round of championship play starts at 10 a.m. this Friday. Mackie and Judd, along with the ride with Royce, he will be broadcasting live this Friday. Tea time with Joe Stansbury and Craig Dyken will broadcast Saturday and Sunday. Joe, I have a golf question for you, sir. Here I am. Uh, Dustin Johnson won the Canadian Open yesterday. Yep. Was he 45 under par? No. Oh. But I didn't really. He, st- he won a. One point one million. I didn't realize the purse was that big. The Canadian Open. Yeah, it's a big. Yeah, it's about okay. a seven million dollar purse. It was, yeah, it was just shy of. It was like six point eight or so. I didn't. I guess I didn't realize the purse was that big for the uh, Canadian that's a Open. Big league tournament. Okay, thank it's you. A big, uh, it's a big country. America's <laughs> cap. That's Canada. Right. America's cap. Well, it's kind of fitting that he wins uh, damn near in Toronto when his. Uh, Father-in-law is Wayne Gretzky. That's a good point. Or about to be. I don't about know if they ever got married or not. I don't know if they're one of these couples, because that's the new millennium thing now. We're yeah. going to get engaged, but we're never going to officially tie the knot. I see. You know what I'm saying? I think Paulina is, you know, what's her, is that her Paulina? Yeah. 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 You know, she's trashy. Really? She's what? Tra- I think she's trash. Oh. Yeah, well, good I luck think to she's, you. She's good looking, yes. I just think she's um Rooks in the minority. I don't think she's elegant. Boy, you are. Well, you know, we're not here to discuss it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, news notes from today. Donald Trump's lawyer Rudy Giuliani said yesterday the president may be open to an interview with special counsel Robert Mueller, even if it involves some questions about alleged obstruction of justice in the federal investigation into Russia interference in the 2016 election. Giuliani said negotiations continue with Mueller's office regarding the conditions for an interview, which Trump's legal team spelled out in a proposal this month. Giuliani said Trump's team wants an interview basically limited to questions involving alleged collusion between the Trump campaign and Russia in the 2016 election, arguing that no legal basis exists for Trump to be questioned about obstruction. He also told CBS's Face the Nation that Trump might be willing to address obstruction in some form. Giuliani said Trump could make a decision this week or next on whether to sit for an interview. A counselor at a Duluth facility that serves at-risk youth is accused of trading contraband for sex acts with teens. 28-year-old Mark David Painter appeared in court Friday on felony charges of third-degree criminal sexual conduct. Bail was set at $150,000. According to the complaint, Painter allegedly engaged in sex acts with five victims between ages 13 and 17 at the Hills Youth and Family Services over eight days this month. Our sister station, WDIO-TV, reports police learned of the allegations from youths who had run away from the facility. Juvenile residents overseen by Painter alleged that he had created a system in which sex acts were traded for contraband, including cigarettes and tattoo ink. Painter was immediately removed from the facility and placed on leave. He is no longer employed by the Hills. Tattoo ink? The former chief offsite correspondent correspondent writes, in regard to uh, Ms. Gretzky... For once, rookie is right about something. <laughs> You're not in the really. He doesn't win his title back yet. You know, you got to earn no. that. Hmm. <laughs> but we're not here to discuss that, right, Joe? Right. No, yeah, no, we're no. not here. Right. Senator Bernie Sanders' Medicare for All plan would boost government health spending by thirty-two point six 
trillion dollars over 10 years. Ah, the rich will pay for it. That's right. Requiring historic tax hikes, says a study released today by a university-based libertarian policy center. The latest plan from the Vermont Independent would deliver significant savings on administration and drug costs, but increased demand for care would drive up spending, according to the analysis by the Mercatus Center of uh, at George Mason University in Virginia. Doubling federal individual and corporate income tax receipts would not cover the full cost, the study said. Sanders' plan builds on Medicare, the, the popular insurance program for seniors. All U.S. residents would be covered with no co-pays and deductibles for medical services. The insurance industry would be relegated to a minor role. Responding to the study, Sanders took aim at the center, which receives funding from the conservative uh, Cook brothers. Cook Industries CEO Charles Cook is on the center's board. Sanders' office has not done excuse me, a cost analysis, a spokesperson said. His 2016 presidential campaign website cites an estimated price tag of $1.3 trillion a year for an earlier version of the plan, but other studies have projected much, much higher costs. The former chief offsite correspondent now texts, what the hell is this former chief correspondence crap? Uh-oh. Ooh, he's been away for a couple days, he, huh? He, he missed. He you go on a little vacation Lucy, there. Lucy, you got some explaining to do. Correspondent. He, he missed the promotion of Terry Kelsey, which yeah. has nothing to do with any disappointment in the former chief off correspondent's job. He did it splendidly. It's just that he's just been out entrepreneured by Kelsey. That's right. all. That's all. And a former chief, if you want to send me stuff on the sly, you might be able to get your title back and make me look good. Yeah, you know what he wants to be called now. See, he's 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 admitting that his problem's been golf. He says, "Call me the seasonal chief offsite correspondent." Oh, yeah, okay. okay. So he's like Pat doing his show from Florida in the winter. Look, when I get all this free work from offsite correspondents, I want the best. Right. <laughs> you want the best. I want right. the best. If Who's, I'm going to be a freeloader, right. I'm going with the guy that's going to feed me the most info. I've been saying that for years. That's right. Boy, was that some tap dancing. Wow. (laughs) A Twin Cities apartment developer plans to convert one of the last undeveloped warehouses in the North Loop neighborhood into the area's biggest income-restricted rental buildings. Plymouth-based Minium wants to turn the historic Duffy Paper Building and an adjacent parking lot and buildings at the corner of 6th and Washington in Minneapolis into upward of 200 rentals in one of the most expensive rental markets in the city. Quote, a vibrant neighborhood needs to have housing for everybody, end quote, said Tim uh, Bildso, a North Loop resident and president of the North Loop Neighborhood Association. He says it's the right thing to do, and it's what we believe in, and it's one of our priorities. The project is one of at least five income-restricted rental projects planned or under construction in the area, including two innovative projects aimed at dramatically uh, undeserved, under, jeepers, Christmas, The Dominion Project is by far the most ambitious. The company wants to convert the Duffy Building and two adjacent warehouses into approximately 150 separate units. I wish we still had warehouses that had warehouse stuff in it. I do miss a good old warehouse. A couple of beams here and there, some windows. Full of something. I will say this. Dry goods. I have a couple of friends that live in units that are in those developed work. They're really cool. I'm sure they're very funky. You know, because you got the exposed beam work and stuff. It's it's neat. I think those are cool. Apparently I'm alone. Uh, In a split decision, a three-judge panel of the Minnesota Court of Appeals has upheld a lower court ruling that found that Winona County's ban on 
frack sand mining was neither an unconstitutional limitation on interstate commerce nor a government taking without compensation. Winona County adopted the first countrywide, countywide ban in Minnesota in 2016, addressing the mining of silica sand, which is used to fracture shale rock to extract oil and natural gas. Attorneys for Minnesota Sands, a sand mining company that had acquired mineral rights to areas in the county rich with silica sand, later sued, seeking to overturn the same ban. We need a good story today, huh? Uh, something so. uplifting. What do you got? A 35-year-old woman has a homeless man to thank for pulling her out of a, of the swirling currents of the Mississippi River early Saturday morning. Hmm. The University of Minnesota police reported that a woman jumped from the Washington Avenue Bridge around 2.30 in the morning on Saturday. A Responded ho- uh, or drunk? Not exactly sure, but I at 2.30 in the morning on a Saturday. Nothing good happens right. at 2.30 in the morning. That's, Nothing. That's the mayor's rule. Hit the pillow. Yeah. Yep. Well, when that happened, a homeless man who was camped under the bridge heard the woman fall and jumped into the water to rescue her. Wow. University police say the woman survived the plunge and was taken to the hospital for treatment and evaluation. The uh, Minnesota uh, Minneapolis Fire Department personnel who also responded to the call offered the rescuer shelter for the night, but he declined. And then he returned. Isn't it back just to his that camp. guy's luck, though? She's probably the type that's not going to be able to reward him. What he needed was an heiress to jump off the bridge, right? You know, somebody from Wyzetta. Right. We got you a whole new boom setup. There, here you here's a right. hundred grand. Right. I think it's. I mean, it's weird, but I think it's noble. They said, "No, I'm I'm good here." I think if I well, think if you're living guy. under a bridge, I think you should take it. I uh, you know whatever it is. But Rem- do you want to go get put up for a night and then go back to the no, bridge? No, then you got to go back to the bridge. Oh, I would live it up and like room service. Let's go. <laughs> uh, Ren Claire going to join us, please. You cannot stop him. He'll just make a move. Joe Suchere. Here's Ren Claire in the Channel 5 Weather Center. Day again here. We are looking at the chance for some scattered showers and thunderstorms, similar to what we saw yesterday afternoon as well as Saturday afternoon, where it's not widespread, but I can't rule out a, a quick hitting rain shower or even a thunderstorm. Now through about eight o'clock here tonight is, is the best time to see that. Um, and most of that activity should stay south of I-94, but we do still have a couple pop-up storms north of I-94 as well, just not as widespread. Currently, we're warm in the mid-80s, and as we head into tonight, we're seasonable in the mid to low 60s with mostly clear skies and light winds. Tomorrow is another comfortable, seasonable forecast with temperatures in the mid-80s again with mostly sunny skies and comfortable humidity levels. Midweek, we do have the chance for some scattered showers and thunderstorms, especially by the afternoon and evening on Wednesday. As a cold front moves through, we're talking mid-70s behind that into Thursday. But it's hot and humid as we head into the end of the week and next weekend with temperatures close to 90 Friday all the way into the start of next week and the chance for some stronger storms. So enjoy the comfortable weather before it gets hot and sticky again for us. And I've got your records as well. July 30. July 30th, yes. For record high, any guesses? 100. Yeah, you nailed it. (laughs) Wow. Yeah, it's exactly Did you call him before? 100 in 1933. All right. And our record low for July 30th was 50, set back in 1971. Thank you. Thank you, guys. I'm afraid what we used to think of facetiously is going to happen to the city of St. Paul. Uh Uh-oh. 
I, I, I fear it will lose its name because it has such a religious connotation. Uh, there is now a movement to change the name of Austin, Texas, the capital of Texas. It's the, uh, it's the government's equity office recommending the city consider changing the name to shed the historic legacy, which has a strong slavery and Confederate ties. Uh, because Stephen F. Austin, the father of Texas, is, uh, is the city, is, uh, na- that's who the city's named for. In the report, Austin's equity office denounced Stephen F. Austin, who was known as the father of Texas, for his role in defending slavery after Texas gained its independence from Mexico, according to the Austin American Statesman. Uh, the memo states, uh, KUTFM reported, uh, Austin fought to defend slavery in spite of Mexico's effort to ban it, believed slave labor indispensable for Texas to flourish in its production of sugar and cotton, believed that if slaves were emancipated, they would turn into vagabonds, a nuisance and a menace, wanted slave owners to be compensated if their slaves were emancipated. The equity office released its report last week after the Austin City Council tasked the agency with examining the role Confederate history has across the Lone Star State's capital city. Additionally, the report identified seven city streets as high priority for renaming and recommends the Austin City Council propose new names for those streets. Renaming the streets will cost about six grand. Changes to road names would require public hearings and city council meetings before any changes are solidified. The city would also reach out to residents and business owners along the roads to hear their input. Uh, the office also suggested the city reconsider the name of some of Austin's most recognizable streets, parks, and landmarks, including Pease Park, Barton Springs, and Bolden and Waller Creeks. Ah. Uh, the equity office says the, those second-tier suggestions honor figures who weren't directly tied to the Confederacy but may represent segregation, racism, and or slavery. you believe this? It's not. It's unbelievable. To, to that extent, the city has already changed the names of two streets that previously honored Confederate figures. The report comes as cities across the South reconsider their Confederate histories. Well, they're not reconsidering them. They're eliminating them. They're revising their history, just like it happened here with uh, Lake Bing Bada Boom. Bing Bada 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 Boom. Oh, yes, that's bing, not bang. what it is. It used to be Lake Calhoun. It was Calhoun. But now it's... <laughs> but can you see, if, if you're going to start sanitizing this... Well, you're ruining the country to do this. Where do you... Where do you okay. No, then no, you're no, 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 what's no, accepted. no, no. If you're going to start sanitizing uh, the names of these slaveholders, it's just... It only stands to reason that you'll find an excuse to go after the likes of St. Paul. Right, that's a saint. You can't religious. You can't have a religious uh, Saint Paul, Saint Peter. Yeah, uh, Minneapolis will be okay because that's probably has some Indian uh, uh, derivative, isn't it? Uh, Minneapolis. Minneapolis? I, I think that would have some Native American uh, sure uh, history attached to it, just like Lake Bada Bing, Bada Boom, Bada Bum. <laughs> Do you know that? Uh, if you're in the club, you know, the, the, the Mysterian club, yes. you can't think for yourself. 
Okay, why is this? Well, here's another example. A dean at the University of Georgia apologized for tweeting nice words about the state's Republican gubernatorial nominee, Brian Kemp. Okay. <laughs> After Brian Kemp won the Republican nomination for Georgia governor last week, a dean at the University of Georgia tweeted nice words about his old friend. I went to high school with GOP Gov candidate Brian Kemp. We played YMCA ball from childhood. Politics be damned. He is a nice guy. Always was. Kind to a fault. Charles Davis, dean of the Grady College of Journalism and Mass Communication, tweeted. He's a friend. Always has been. It will be when we're older and grayer. That's how all this should work, people. But then the, uh, you know, the social media storms. Uh, yeah. Called him to task because this Kemp fellow is a fan of Trump, and you're not following the uh, what the way you should. Mm-hmm. So, what do you think the guy did? Just retracted. Yeah, he, he apologized. It's, what it's, a chump. It's just amazing. It's just amazing. Davis took down his tweet about Kemp shortly after posting it, and uh, said Friday he has issued an apology. I'd like to apologize to anyone offended by my tweet. Well, he didn't apologize. That's a non-apology apology. I'd like to apologize to anyone offended by my tweet. Shout out to Brian Kemp, Davis wrote. It was ill-timed and poorly written. I've read and learned so much from you all and will endeavor to be more thoughtful. Oh, what a word I can't say. Precious. What? Well, starts with the P. That's right. Precious. That's right. Precious. Uh, Davis also said in a brief statement through the university that he wasn't attacked by colleagues or administrators for, init- for his initial tweet and that the decision was entirely mine to apologize. And, and and isn't it ironic that he's the dean of the journalism and mass communication school? So again, it tells you that that the news gathering organizations are, are acting in concert. Their pipeline, in many cases, is the failed academy. Because this word I can't say is the head of the journalism department at where is it? Georgia University of Georgia. So he's not even pretending to be uh, objective about anything. The minute he writes something nice about his old buddy and then they go after him, he caves. See you. He wants to stay in the club. It's an amazing club. You just can't think for yourself. <sighs> what a... You, uh, yeah. Uh, panda. There it is. of Garage Logic 98, College of Self-Esteem, Zip, Nada, Nothing. Here's Joe Suchere. Uh, no off day today. The Twins are home to play Cleveland. All right. Hopefully they'll turn the Titanic around. I, I think uh, you're, oh. re- you're, you're merely rearranging deck chairs on the Titanic Do at this point. lead life preservers? I don't, see, uh, I don't see much life in the old boys. Well, you never know what's going to inspire them. Maybe losing uh, three out of four against a Boston team is is going to inspire them. You know, I heard Judd say he thought he saw Dozier last night at a Mexican restaurant. Yeah. And I'm thinking, how did he get back from Boston that quick? Maybe he just saw a lookalike, a prop Dozier. I don't know. But mm-hmm. then Judd told me, well, they got charter. They flew back charter. Yeah, yeah but, but didn't you think he'd be tired and want to just go kick back? I can't believe you wouldn't have. Got, I bet they didn't get home until 8 o'clock. Well, maybe Judd eats dinner late. Judd probably strikes me as the kind of guy that would eat dinner late. Well, remember, we had that study that says that's a no-no. That's a no-no. You Don't eat the, dinner late. Gotta, I made have, a really good steak on the grill you yesterday. you got to have two hours between the food and when you go to bed. 
That's that's <laughs> yeah, the rule. That's, that's the rule. I got you. It's up to what now? Eighty-five. Yes. Lovely day. It is. Uh, Patrick uh, will be joining us shortly. Fifteen hundred. ESPN is KSTP, St. Paul, Minneapolis, uh, 85, right here in the uh, TCL broadcast studio.